Father, we thank you for yet another podcast and another opportunity to hear from you. I thank you that this is a word, a revelation word, Father, for every single listener. I thank you that you've drawn people to hearing this podcast because you have keys that you want to give them tonight that will lead to the manifestation of who they are in Christ and why they are on the planet, Father. I thank you that every single listener was born for such a time as this, that they have a purpose. Uh, You have a plan, a very specific plan for their lives, Father. There's dreams in their hearts, and you know everything about every single listener, God. You know the season of life they're in. You know the challenges that they're facing, the strongholds that need to be healed, and the lies, Father, that they believe that keep them from experiencing the fullness of all that you've provided to them in Christ. And so, Lord, I pray that you would enlighten the eyes of our understanding tonight and open our ears and our hearts to receive the revelation word, the truth that sets us free. Father, speak in a way that causes the truth to explode in people's hearts tonight. I just declare that prisoners are coming out of bondage as a result of this podcast and that your strategy for people to set them free and upgrade their thinking and up-level their life. Father, I thank you that we are receiving that tonight. And so we just we just thank you for it, and we declare that it is done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I've, I've been thinking a lot about really what I wanted to talk about tonight. We're coming off a, a couple of weeks of topics that are, you know, kind of kind of feel unrelated. I, I talked about the path of manifestation a couple of podcasts ago, and then I talked about no more fake gospel uh, in the last podcast. And tonight, I want to I want to try to tie it together. If you haven't listened to those, I encourage you to go back and do that. But I want to tie it together with a seemingly unrelated topic. Uh, but the title of tonight's podcast is called The Power of Meditation. And I think it's important that we as believers grasp the power of our thought life and just the way that God created human beings in his image to be creative and to operate out of their union with him in a way that 
not only dominates the seen realm, but manifests heaven on earth. And so I want to talk a little bit about the process of this manifestation. I talked about the path to manifestation a couple of weeks ago, but tonight I want to talk about kind of more the the method of manifestation, if you will. And I want to talk about it from a perspective of not only the, uh, the scriptures. I don't want to. I'm going to come at this obviously from a scriptural perspective, but I also want to talk about it from just a quantum physics perspective because what I'm going to be sharing with you tonight really is the. It really is a message about how God created the universe to work and how God created human beings in his image to function in as a part of that universe, as a, honestly, as the master of that universe. And meditation is such an important topic. And when I talk about meditation, I'm talking, I'm talking about it from you know, a couple of different angles. Uh, meditation in its simplest form is really just uh, the process of thinking. <laughs> when we are thinking, uh, another way of saying it may, is that we are meditating. We are thinking about something. We are meditating on something. And scriptural, when we talk about meditation, a lot of times we don't think about it as just thinking. Um, we think about it as more like scriptural meditation where you know, we are taking the word of God and we are planting it in our hearts through the process of meditation. And that, that particular kind of meditation, we think of it like from Joshua 1 8, uh, when God said, you know, do not let, uh, this book of the law depart out of your mouth, but meditate it, meditate on it day and night to observe, to do all that is written therein. And then you will make your way prosperous and have good success. And so Joshua 1.8 is a foundational scripture that talks about really the scriptural process of meditation. And in that scripture, what God is speaking to, to Joshua to do is he's saying, I want you to go back, because the book of the law, remember, was were all of the instructions that God had given Moses. And what he was saying is, I want you to go back and meditate on what I've spoken. Meditate on the words that I have, you know, given you on the commandments that I have given you and don't let it depart out of your mouth. Meaning I want you to, to, to speak it out. I want you to, to meditate on it. And I don't want you to, to be talking nonsense because what you are meditating on and what you are speaking is going to determine whether or not you prosper in my will or not, whether or not you are going to, going to fulfill my mission for you, Joshua, to lead the Israelites into the promised land. And so Joshua 1 8 is a very powerful scripture that talks about, uh, the process of meditation. And so I'm definitely going to be talking about it from that perspective tonight about basically thinking about what you're thinking about and why that is such a key to manifesting success in your life. But I'm also going to be talking about it in the form of just 
thinking about what you're thinking about in general. So I'm not just meditating on what God's told you, which is really what I'm, <laughs> what we need to do, but also just not having a, an undisciplined thought life where you are allowing your mind just to go any old place. And the crazy thing about it is, is that we have about 60,000 thoughts a day as human beings. I mean, that's an incredible machine that we have in between our ears. I mean, this thing is cranking out thought after thought after thought after thought after thought. And the origin of these thoughts and where they're coming from is very debatable. I mean, part of it is coming from just our subconscious thinking, uh, where we are regurgitating programs and uh, mindsets that have been programmed into us over the course of our lives. Part of it is from sensory input, meaning we are, ow, that stove was hot, right? So if you touch the stove or, you know, it's cold outside or whatever, it, we, we are, we are sensing things with our, with our five physical senses. And so that's an origin of our thoughts. Of course, we have an enemy and we know that the enemy, uh, not every thought that we think is our thought. Uh, the enemy, in the same way the Spirit of God uh, can uh, inject thoughts into our mind, well, guess what? We have an enemy that is uh, absolutely has the, the ability to influence our thought life. And so gaining control over our thought life is not optional. And meditation is one way that we discipline ourselves to manage our minds, but it's also a way that we mind our mind. It is a way that we think about what we're thinking about. Meditation is an extremely powerful concept. And so I want to kick off tonight with uh, a scripture that I feel like is just going to provide a foundation for the truth. Because if we don't have a foundation for the truth, then we don't have a kind of a litmus test or a measuring stick by which to measure all of our other thoughts. And so I want to lay a foundation of what the truth actually is about you tonight. And I want to lay, a, a, I'm going to go through one scripture, maybe a couple different scriptures, just to, just to lay a foundation of what is true. Because if you don't know what is true, <laughs> then you don't know what you are agreeing with in your thought life and what you are not agreeing with in your thought life. And so the first scripture that I want to go to is in first, uh, first John, actually, verse 4. And this is a very, very powerful scripture. And it's, it's an identity scripture. Uh, this is a scripture that tells you what is true about you. Now, when, you re when I read this scripture in a moment, we have to look at this scripture and the word of God like, like a mirror. It's a spiritual mirror. In the sense that it, 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 when you, when you put the word of God and you hold it up to yourself, it tells you who you are. Now, 
here's the thing. It doesn't tell you how you feel. It doesn't tell you what you believe. And it doesn't tell you what you're thinking. It simply tells you what is true. So 1 John 4, 17 says this. Uh, it says here is, I'll, I'll read the first part of it, although I'm looking at the second part of it uh, is what I want to highlight here. It says, herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Because as he is, so are we in this world. So the he there is Jesus. Let me read it to you in the Amplified Version. It says this. In this union and fellowship with him, talking about Jesus, love is completed and perfected with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment with assurance and boldness to face him because as he is, so are we in this world. So, so as Jesus is, as Jesus is, so are you in this world. You are made of the exact same God as Jesus Christ. I say it this way in my book. I say it this way when I teach on an emerge. I, you know, I say, you know, I am Shalice in a Jesus suit. Or, you know, Jesus is wearing me. Jesus is in a, wearing a Shalice suit. And so what does that mean? It means that the essence of who I am is Christ. It's Jesus. The essence of who you are is Jesus. And you, even though you are here in the world right now, you are here in the scene realm right now. And Jesus has, you know, ascended, his physical body ascended. <laughs> you know, we read about it in the book of Acts. At the end of his earthly ministry, he ascended and he sat down on the right hand of God. The truth is, he is still here on the planet inside of you. And your true identity is, is an identity of you being one with God. And what this means about you, it means everything about you. This is a revolutionary scripture. This is a revolutionary gospel that we preach. It is, a, it is an identity gospel. It is, it's about you being a new kind of human being, a new creation, a new breed of human that lives in union with God. And this identity must become a meditation project for you. Because the reality of it is, is that most of us did not come out of the womb or grow up in families that for that matter, even understood their own identity. We have parents most of the time that are not living as Jesus is in this world. Even if they're Christian, even if they're believers, even if you grew up in church, most churches are not teaching the gospel as a message of identity, meaning the good news is Jesus Christ went to Calvary as you. You were crucified with him. You are co-crucified with Jesus. There is no you, no identity that you can claim as your own that is not identified with Jesus's crucifixion, his burial, and his resurrection. 
Jesus Christ is your identity. And I love, you know, scriptures like 2 Corinthians 5.21 that says, He was made to be sin, who knew no sin, that you might be made the righteousness of God in him. Right? And so Jesus took on our humanity on, on the cross. He became sin. He became the curse. He became everything that was wrong with you, your sin nature, everything that, that separated you from God was crucified with Jesus. The old man has passed away. He is no longer alive except within the fallen world system and religious system that teaches us that we have an eye apart from him. Our eye is in him. In fact, the word him has an eye in the middle, and you are the eye in him. And this truth that as Jesus is, so are you in this world, is not something that you hear one time. You don't hear it on this podcast. You don't read a book about your identity in Christ. You don't just listen to this one time and get it. This is a a a, a revolutionary truth that is meant to be experienced. And when you experience your identity is when you can be your identity. Uh, The purpose of prophecy, the purpose of preaching the gospel is so that you can hear the truth. But once you've heard the truth, in order for it to become true for you, it has to be a revelation. It has to be your own Truth. It has to be assimilated into your own understanding of your identity. And what I mean by that is, is that it has to be experiential because it's only the truth that we experience that manifests. Only the truth that you have assimilated into, honestly, your subconscious mind. Uh, can you actually live out of? Can you actually manifest? This is one of the reasons why we have our rapid mind renewal ministry. It's one of the reasons why uh, we have embraced uh, the methodologies that we have in our transformation center here in the ministry. It's because we understand that people live out of their traumatic life experiences, out of out of the the self-definition that they've created over the course of their lives. And your self-definition has to be transformed. It's what Romans 12.2 talks about when it says, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Uh, even though as Jesus is, so are you in this world, until you believe that, And until you experience that, it will not be true for you. And so mind renewal is the process of something becoming true for you. And meditation is one of the most powerful ways that we can assimilate the truth, that we can experience the truth in our lives. And so what, it, what does it mean to meditate? Well, meditation involves our mental, ca- ca- mental faculties. It involves our imagination. It involves our thinking. It involves our attention and our focus. And it is really just the process of mulling over the truth in your mind 
until you can begin to visualize it, until you can begin to imagine it and experience that truth as true for you. So for example, let's take the scripture as Jesus is, so am I in this world. And if you're going to meditate this scripture, the first thing that you're going to want to do is you are going to want to engage your imagination. And what that means is, is that we have, all of us have an imagination. All of us have the capacity to see, uh, in, uh, see something that is not physical reality. Our imagination is our creative faculty that allows us to create. It allows us to uh, see honestly into the spirit realm. It is the place where all things are possible. And it is, it is the, the home of meditation. And so when you hear this scripture, as he is, so am I in this world, and I say things like, I'm Jesus in a Shalice suit, or it's, you know, Shalice in a Jesus suit, I, these scriptures and that concept of your union is, is supposed to become an experience for you. This is why I am so adamant about making sure that you're consuming the truth and that you're meditating on the word of God. It's not about memorization. It's not about, hey, I can I can memorize this scripture and give you the reference. It's about how much has the word of God actually transformed your identity? How much has the word of God actually transformed your thinking? And, and, and if, if you're thinking right, guess what? Your emotions are going to be right because our emotions come out of our thinking. You know, if you're going to think depressing things, well, guess what? You're not going to feel good. If you're going to meditate on the truth and on who you are in Christ and the realities of heaven and tune into the unseen realm and begin to commune with the Lord in that place of revelation, you are going to have good feelings. And so uh, really what depression is and what, you know, anxiety disorder and a lot of these things are, is they are repetitive uh, thinking patterns. They are repetitive in, in neuroscience language. They are neuronets. They are, they are neural pathways that have been grooved into our brain because of the way that we've repetitively thought about things. And so when we repetitively allow lies in our mind or we have experienced certain experiences in our life that were traumatic and we made those traumatic experiences mean something, I mean, we didn't do it consciously, but we made judgments about ourselves as a result of that trauma or we made uh, judgments about the world as a result of that trauma. Well, those thought patterns and those beliefs are what we're coming after in the process of meditation. I've used this example before, uh, but it's a very powerful example. I, I talk about how I had, you know, was having serial miscarriages and I kept, you know, I would get, I would conceive babies and I would just have, I would have a miscarriage every time, three times as a matter of fact. And it was really through the power of Holy Spirit inspired meditation that I broke that cycle in my life, and I began to manifest the truth of what Jesus had accomplished for me, and honestly for my children. Because of the way that I grew up, and just based out of a fear-based image that I had of myself, I'm adopted, my mother was adopted, we have, you know, generationally uh, been, you know, she was unable to have kids, and 
you know, it's gone down uh, the line of my adopted family, I developed over the course of my lifetime a miscarriage image inside of my heart. I had a belief at a subconscious level that I was not able to have kids. I had a belief, even though it wasn't based on anything other than my life experiences, that I could not carry a baby full term. And so when I started to read the word of God and start to read scriptures, like as Jesus is, so am I in this world. And Jesus became the, the curse and, you know, that, that barrenness is under the curse. So I began to read what the truth is. I had to come to terms with the, the fact that my own life experiences were not lining up with the gospel. Scripture after scripture after scripture I could give you. You know what? We've been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son. Just a very powerful scripture, meaning that the enemy has no power. The curse has no power, but yet it's operating in my life. It's operating in the earth. Why is that? If Jesus has truly defeated the enemy, if all power and all authority have been given unto him, why are we still experiencing these things? How do we go from an image in our hearts or a life that is not reflecting the reality of heaven on earth into a life that is manifesting God's promises and the finished work of Jesus Christ. Well, the key that I'm giving you tonight is the power of manifestation of of the power of meditation. And so in this example, I mean, and I could give you many, many more, but I'm just going to use this for a moment. You know, the Lord just gave me a meditation project and I just asked the Holy Spirit. I mean, I was meditating on the scripture that says, you know, that Jesus became the curse. And I was, I was just reading the scripture. I was like, Holy Spirit, give me an imagination of this. Give me, uh, make this truth true for me. And in my imagination, what I saw was myself nine months pregnant living before the fall. He's redeemed me from the curse. So the idea was that I was in the garden and that it would, there was no curse there. And I could walk around the garden with Jesus. I could, I could experience my union with Jesus. I could see Jesus in a pregnant Shalise suit and a pregnant Shalise inside of Christ. And so how did I do that? Just with my imagination. You know, I talk with people all the time that say, you know what, Shalise, I have trouble imagining it. And it's, I believe the reason why people, a lot of people have trouble imagining their union with God is because they've had prior religious programming. And for whatever reason, subconsciously, they just don't believe they're worthy to be in union with God. They've been so programmed with a separated from God uh, identity that it, it sometimes it's hard. Or they've been basically made the decision that they can't visualize. Like, I'm not a visual person, I, you know, or I'm afraid I'm making it up. I don't want to visualize or meditate on something, Shalise. How do I know that's the Holy Spirit? What if I'm making that up? And I just want to tell you that it's it, as long as it's scriptural, and it's in agreement with the truth, well, then you're obeying scripture because the word of God says to think on things that are lovely and pure and of good report. And so when you are thinking and meditating on scripture and just 
operating, frankly, out of a default that you and the Holy Spirit are one, you and Jesus are one, well, then you've yielded. Just yield your imagination and say, you know what? My imagination is the Holy Spirit's imagination. My imagination is Jesus's imagination. Frankly, the fear to make it up or the fear that I can't do this is coming out of a lie that you're separated. So just let all of that go and just be free. Be free to imagine the truth of Scripture. So in my life, Nine months pregnant, walking around in the garden. I mean, Jesus would feed me grapes. And the reality of this place, this meditative place, it is such a powerful place, you guys. And if you will believe that this is the realm where the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you, he wants to download visions and dreams to you. He wants to give you direction in the faculty of your imagination while you are meditating. If you will make this a practice, you will be amazed at how uh, the freedom that you experience, but also the manifestations of heaven that you experience and the direction that you receive. This was so powerful when I was pregnant. And trust me, I was, I, I had had three miscarriages. So I was having to fight to believe, fight to not be afraid, fight to see myself nine months pregnant. I had never had a baby before. I'd had miscarriages. So I didn't have any experience for this kind of, of, of success before. But as I would walk in the garden with Jesus in my imagination and I would see myself nine months pregnant, free from the curse, in union with Jesus, these meditations were so powerful that morning sickness would literally leave my body. The manifestation of what I was imagining was physically manifesting. And I have seen this time and time and time again. Uh, many times when I'll just go places and I'll teach on uh, our union with Jesus, I'll do activations and I'll have people, you know, I'll do like a, an encounter part of the, the teaching and I'll have people, you know, uh, go through, follow me through a prophetic exercise where I'm telling them, oh, you know, maybe we're walking down the Sea of Galilee and we're going to visualize Jesus walking down the shore with us. Uh, and then we're going to step into Jesus or Jesus is going to step into us. And I want to tell you that when that when we are doing that in a corporate environment and people are imagining their union with God, the manifest presence of God will show up in that room. Sometimes the glory gets so thick you can't even stand up. And this is all from, an, you know, quote unquote, an imaginary experience that people are having with their union with God. Uh, in years gone, in the years past, when I would have, uh, you know, I was doing, I've done Emerge and School of Transformation in so many different forms, and I've done several years where it was a campus program, and uh, when we were doing campus programs before it went virtual and international, we we would also have encounter times, or we would have medita- meditation times. And, you know, maybe we'd put on some soaking music and we would soak for 15 or 20 minutes. And then people would come up and they would begin to share what they had experienced during that time of meditation, during that time of using their imagination, yielding it to the Holy Spirit. You know, maybe we were doing it on a particular scripture uh, or maybe we were just having a free time where the Holy Spirit was going to take us wherever he wanted to take us in our imagination. When people would get up and share their revelations of what they got, it would manifest in the room. 
Uh, one time I remember uh, someone had an experience where they were a little boy and the father was, you know, throwing him, up, throwing them up over their head and laughing and giggling. And as this person, as a student, began to share that story with all of us, the entire room broke out in holy laughter. And why am I sharing these examples with you? Because I want to tell you that we have been taught as adults, that the seen realm is the real realm and the imaginary realm is make-believe. It's not, it's not real. But the truth is, is that your imagination is the connection to the unseen realm. And that is where the gifts of the spirit can operate. That is where we can receive words of knowledge. That is where we can discern angels, where we can discern spirits. God communicates to us through the faculty of our imagination. In fact, pictures uh, are the language of the Holy Spirit. He gives us visions and dreams. I mean, think about Peter up on the rooftop when he was in the hour of prayer, right? What did that mean? Well, he fell into a trance. What does that mean? He was like, was he awake? Was he asleep? I don't know. He was in a deep meditative state when the Holy Spirit began to show him the animals in, you know, in the, in the tarp or the animals and, you know, being uh, raised up and, and was giving him direction uh, about to go preach the gospel to a certain people. And so I want to share with you that if you are just allowing your natural mind and your intellect to, to rule your life and just allowing any old mental garbage into your head, you are going to, you are going to struggle in life. You are going to struggle in life. But if you will make it a practice, and, it, and, and I want to say a practice every single day, multiple times a day, to meditate on the truth and, and put the truth of who you are in Christ into your imagination and begin to experience it, you will be blown away by what begins to manifest in your life. I'm going to give a couple more testimonies. When I was um, just a new believer, brand new believer, and God was a brand new spirit field, I believe I should say, because I was 10 when I was saved, but I didn't really know the gospel or have the power of God in my life until my 30s. And so, but I was really just getting a hold of the gospel, just getting a hold of our authority in Christ. And I was, I was ministering to people on the streets, not because I was a minister or not because I had any grid for it, not because I really even wanted to do it, uh, but just the Holy Spirit was leading me to it. And every night during that season, and I'll tell you, I was ministering with, you know, drug addicts on the street, homeless people, people with a lot of issues. And God was reprogramming my mind. He was reprogramming my, reprogramming my mind as to my identity in Christ and as to my authority. And I would go to sleep at night and I would meditate on this before I'd go to bed, but I would dream all kinds of dreams about my authority in Jesus. I would cast out devils and heal the sick. And every time I would have one of those dreams, guess what? I was experiencing it as though I was actually doing it. So I was, even though I was asleep, here's the thing. Your body doesn't know the difference between a real and imagined experience. When you imagine something, you will have the same physiological response. Or if you dream something, you'll have the same physiological response as if you actually are experiencing it. So experiences that change us don't have to be real. This is why my point is, is that I would, I would, let me say this and I'll go to the next point. 
I would, as I would dream all those dreams about my authority and, and miracles, I began to see those things happening in my life because I began to see myself as a miracle worker. I expected when I laid hands on someone for them to be healed. I expected when I said in Jesus name, devil go, that they would go. I I meditated on my union with God and things began to completely transform. I mean, I could walk into a room and, and demons would begin to manifest in, in drug addicts. They would start to foam at the mouth like they did in the Bible. And you know what? I didn't call an ambulance. I began to minister to those people and get them set free. Why? Because I was beginning to see externally what I had been experiencing internally. It is anything that you want to do, <laughs> the exploits that you want to achieve, the prophecies in your life, uh, the future that you have been destined by God to live will manifest if you meditate on it just like Joshua day and night and you don't allow unbelief to be something that you're meditating on. You're not worrying about your future. You're not worrying about your money. I mean, I'm thinking about so many different applications of this. Uh, one, one in particular is very natural. I mean, Olympic athletes know the power of visualization. They know the power of meditation. Uh, they have meditated and visualized their, uh, championship, uh, performance hundreds if not thousands and thousands of times before they actually achieve it. Uh, there's a, a wonderful testimony, if you've ever heard it, by Dodie Osteen, who had was diagnosed with uh, fifth stage cancer and given two weeks to live. And she came home from that diagnosis. There was no treatment available. She just got on the, her hands and knees with her foot, with her husband, uh, John Osteen, and they prayed and they agreed that Dodie was healed. And she she got a picture of herself when she was healthy, uh, riding a horse, and she put it on her desk, and she meditated on that day and night. And guess what? It was a fight. She said in the middle of the night, the enemy and fear would come and bombard her thinking with, you're going to die. This isn't going to work. Look how sick you are. Can't you feel that pain? You're dying right now. You're not going to make it through until morning. And so her mind was bombarded with all of the, all of these lies that were exalting themselves against the knowledge of what Jesus had accomplished on the cross. I mean, here Jesus said, by your stripes, by my stripes, you are healed. I mean, the apostle Paul said it about Jesus, but he said, you know, the stripes of Jesus have made us whole. And so healing is our, not only just our birthright, but it's our, it's our state of being. It is our identity. The healed of the Lord is our identity. Why? Because as Jesus is, so are we in this world and Jesus doesn't have cancer. So cancer is illegal, but Dodie had to, had to lay hold of eternal life. She had to fight the good fight of faith, but the fight, guess where the fight was? The fight was in her mind. The fight was to believe the good report. The fight was to meditate on things that were lovely and pure and of good report, even while cancer was literally ravaging her body. But she refused. She refused to agree with a version of herself that was not the version that God had recreated her in Christ to be. And so manifestation is absolutely a key. 
absolutely a key. This is why the Lord, when he told Abraham, he's the father of a nation. He said, I want you to go out and look at the stars, Abraham. I want you to, I want you to change your name. I want you to speak and call yourself what I call you. And I want you to look at the stars and I want you to see them, you know, the stars and, and, and your offspring are going to be as many as that. Now I can hear, I can hear in the spirit. <laughs> People who are saying things like, well, I've tried that, Shalise, and it didn't work. I have meditated, and it didn't work. I believed things, and they didn't come to pass. And so, beloved, I want to I share with you, first of all, there, for every testimony I could stand up here and give, and I, I mean, I could literally stand up here for three hours and just tell you testimony after testimony after testimony of how it worked. And that's not even biblical examples. I can just tell you real life examples. But I can also tell you that for every time it has worked, there have been times it hasn't worked. And you say, wait a minute, Shalise, what, what, what do you mean it hasn't worked? You said it does work. How, how, how come it doesn't work? And I, I want to tell you, this is, this is where people miss it, you guys. I really, really want you to grab this is that we can consciously agree with something. We can consciously, mentally say, I absolutely believe that. We can say, hey, I believe that the same spirit that raised Jesus up from the dead lives in me. I believe that. But the truth is, if we go pray for someone and we say, okay, we're going to raise them from the dead and they don't get up, somehow what we really believe and what we are experiencing, what we say we believe and what we're experiencing aren't lining up. And I want to tell you, this happens to all of us. All of us say, hey, I believe this, I believe this, I believe this. But our life experiences are not lining up with what we say we believe. Why is that? It's because it's not what we consciously believe that causes manifestation. It's what we unconsciously believe. It's what we subconsciously believe. And beloved, you and I do not know what we subconsciously believe unless we look at the fruit. Now, I know that seems unusual. You're like, what do you mean we don't know what we subconsciously believe? But I, I, I can tell you, our minds are incredibly adept at keeping us safe and even protecting us from what we actually believe. And it's only through the power of the Holy Spirit that he can bring up what we believe at a subconscious level. And so the question to always ask, if you are, if you believe something, but you're not seeing the results of that belief, is Holy Spirit, <laughs> what's the problem here? Why, why, why is the truth of what Jesus has accomplished? Why is the truth of heaven on the earth not manifesting in my life? And the answer will be whatever the Holy Spirit brings up for you, but the solution will be to renew your mind at a subconscious level. And that's where the power of meditation comes in. Because meditation, beloved, as you meditate on the word and you meditate on the truth, that is like flipping on the switch of the tape recorder of your subconscious mind. 
It is reprogramming your mind. It is, it is allowing you to have a new experience that overwrites the old experience that programmed you with what you actually believe at a subconscious level. And it really is why when I, when I meditated on the nine months, you know, pregnant Shalise in the garden, it's why today I have two children. It's because I reprogrammed at a subconscious level what I believed about being able to have kids. And so I want to leave you with a scripture tonight that is a very powerful scripture. It's from Psalm chapter 1. It's a scripture about meditation. And I want to leave this as a kind of wrap-up of the power of meditation to manifest the fruit of the kingdom in our lives. So let me get there. Psalm chapter 1. I'm going to start reading in verse 1. It says, blessed, I'm going to read in the Amplified, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, following their advice and example, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit down to rest in the seat of scoffers, the ridiculers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, his precepts, and his teachings, he habitually meditates day and night. And he will be like a tree firmly planted and fed by the streams of water, which yield its fruit, which yields its fruit in its season. Its leaf does not wither. And whatever he does, he prospers and comes to maturity. So I'm going to read it in the, the Passion Translation really quick, and then we're going to pray. I'm going to pray for you. It says this. Uh, I'll start in verse 2. His pleasure and his passion is remaining true to the words of I am, meditating day and night in the true revelation of light. He will be standing firm like a flourishing tree planted by God's design, deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of his life. He is never dry, never fainting, ever blessed, ever prosperous. And so, Father, I thank you for the Holy Spirit who leads and guides us into all truth. And I thank you that, Holy Spirit, even now you are giving each and every listener a meditation project. You are giving them the truth that sets them free. So whatever their struggle is, Father, whether it be with their health, whether it be with their finances, whether it be with their relationships, whether it be in their parenting, whether it be in pursuing their purpose or releasing the dreams in their heart, Father, thank you that there is a promise. There is a truth of heaven on earth, of the finished work of Jesus, of who they are in Christ, God, that releases the manifestation of the outcome that Jesus's victory has provided for them. 
And so, Lord, I just release that meditation now. I release that truth. I release that scripture. I release the visualization. I release the imaginations, God. I release the projects that that transform unbelief into subconscious belief of the truth. I I release, Father, uh, encounters with you that transform our minds and cause us to be transfigured, cause us to be visible uh, manifestation of sons of God. And so, Lord, I, I pray for testimonies now, Lord, like Dodie Osteen, like the, the testimony of me and, and the miscarriages, God, like the testimonies of the championship golfers, Lord, of the uh, so many ways uh, of Abraham, God, of just so many ways that that this principle has proven true throughout the ages, God. I just pray right now, God, that you would uh, partner. I just... I, 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 You're already partnered. I just pray for grace, I guess, is the best way to pray. I pray for grace, grace to meditate, grace to see the unseen so that that what is unseen becomes seen, that the unseen potential of the body of Christ, Father, would be manifest. And I just thank you in advance for this revelation and for the manifestation of all of the, the victories that you have for every single person that's listening to this podcast in Jesus name. Amen. Well, awesome. Awesome. I so appreciate you guys and the support that you are constantly pouring in for this podcast. Uh, every donation makes a difference. And if, if you are a partner with the podcast on a monthly basis, we just want to just say thank you so much for making these podcasts possible. And for those of you that are interested in partnering or want to contribute to the podcast, if this podcast is blessing you, go on over to Shalise.com, partner with us, so into this ministry that is making a difference really all over the planet. I promise you, you will not only reap as you partner and so into this podcast, but you will be so blessed by knowing that you are, you've had a hand in all of the testimonies that are taking place uh, by list uh, in the lives of listeners of the podcast. And then finally, as always, if you are interested in finding out more about Emerge School of Transformation and hearing God clearly about your life purpose and being coached by me and our incredible team as you answer what we call the five big questions of life. Who is God? Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I headed? And how do I get there? Then just send us an email. Send it to info at shalice.com. Shalice is S-C-H-L-Y. Y-C-E. So info at Shalise.com. Send us an email and we will hook you up. We will get you connected with our team you, where we can talk to you more about what God is speaking over your life and give you everything that you'd want to know about Emerge so that you can get connected. So God bless you, beloved. Have an amazing Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving week. Have an amazing time with family and friends. And as always, you are blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.